right, we are back. This is episode 220 of the Morning Skate. You got your host, Kat. I'm here with Brownie today. Uh, we talked about this on the last last podcast. This is going to be an NHL season preview heavy podcast. We do have a couple uh, little things we want to kind of get into otherwise, along with like maybe a beer league update, heroes and zeros, and then our three stars. Brownie, how's everything going, man? How's your week? I'm good. I uh, just got back from Vermont. We're up there for uh, five days with the wife's family. Uh, look forward to it every year. It's always a good time drinking uh, fancy pants craft beer as yeah. we're recording. And uh, yeah, good time. Good, clean, fresh air. God's country. And yourself? What, what, what part of Vermont? Uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. Okay. Not the Woodstock. Woodstock. It's, uh, Woodstock. The, my um, my father-in-law and sister-in-law both went to Dartmouth. So ostensibly this trip is for Dartmouth homecoming. Ivy but, League. Ivy League. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're smart. Okay. Uh, not me. <laughs> you match. Uh, but uh, so like the theory is we go up, we do all this stuff at Dartmouth. But over the years that we've been going, it's gotten less and less of the Dartmouth stuff and more and more of the Vermont stuff. And one of my favorite uh, things about going up there is like there's this antique mall where I go in and I get like I made like a pot rack with all antique parts. One year I made a coat hook for my for my daughter's coats. And it's just like ache. It's like it probably like seven or eight acre. This building it's huge, and it's all booths of. And everyone that knows me knows I go up there. I get one day without the kid, no responsibilities. I get there in the morning. I blaze up in the truck, put on headphones, and I bop around the antique mall for literally like six or eight hours. And then come <laughs> yeah. No shit, and that's yeah. your thing. That's my thing. Once a year, I get to do it, and uh oh. Oh, I'm not going to dig it out. I should have showed you before. I I ended up getting them this. Well, my wife's not going to listen. This giant ceramic piggy bank. I don't know why. It just spoke to me, and that's their Christmas gift. Oh, that's sick, though. Yeah. That's a memory. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll have that forever. That's dude. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I wish I had something like that, man. I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to figure something out because that's like a good day to just reflect and just fucking yeah. get out there and have a good time. You know. It's usually I usually pick the day where it's shitty weather, and there are times that I'll go out like. For a break and have a bite to eat, reblaze and go back in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get get the mind right. But yeah, exactly. uh, and you, what what about you? Uh this weekend was good, man. I went to a preseason game. I went to the Hurricanes uh Preds, so I got to see Tony D'Angelo, Brendan Smith, Derek Stepan. Oh, it was like a Rangers homecoming, man. <laughs> Smitty was paired with Ethan Bear. He was like dash four. Love to see it. Uh D'Angelo, I thought looked pretty good. Um, we're gonna see what ends up happening with him. They had him on the power play, so it was nice to see that. And then step on it. Really Angelo could be interesting in the same locker room. I think so. Very outspoken, but from different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think if Brindamore was the Rangers coach last year, I don't think any of that Tony D'Angelo shit would have happened. I think like I think Brindamore probably has a little bit tighter of a ship kind of a thing. And at the same yeah. time, you can't tell somebody what to do or not do. But if you want to play for a dude and like you're fucking bought in, I don't think that you do like I don't want to call it selfish shit, but like essentially at the end of the day, having your own podcast, which, you know, led to things that get you kicked off the team kind of a little bit. So, well, by all accounts, the coach in New York was in way over his head. We've talked about that. Yeah. But I don't know. That was fun. And then, oh, dude, went to the Cheesecake Factory last night. Big Cheesecake Factory guy. <laughs> had, had a good little time there. And then today, went over to my buddy's pool. Nice. Kind of kept it low key. My, uh, my boss is back this week, thank God, because I've just been fucking. 
in the water, not really knowing what's going on. So the, hopefully work will get a little bit better, but I don't know. We'll see this week. I'm going to the, uh, oh, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it, but let's, let's do some, uh, let's hop in. We're going to do NHL on the news. Blue. Fire it up, buddy. All right, here we go. We're going to break it down. We're going to start out west and work our way east. I think that way people who want to listen to the Rangers and the Bruins are going to have to listen through this. This, <laughs> this is thinking ahead. Uh, we're going to start off with the Pacific Division. Uh, it seems like Vegas. I mean, they're in, year in, year out are kind of like the heavy favorites to kind of come out of there. We have some other interesting things. We'll start with Vegas. So last year they finished 40, 14, and 2. They were second in the west. They were taken out by Montreal in the third round, 4-2. I think everybody was very surprised to see that. Uh, it was either Vegas or Colorado. I think everybody would have agreed with that, and Montreal, I don't know where. But, uh, in the offseason, they brought in Evgeny Dadanov, Nolan Patrick, Brett Howden. Good luck with that. And Laurent Brassois. And then uh, their offseason subtractions, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Ryan Reeves, and Cody Glass. We're going to get into Marc-Andre Fleury in a little bit. But uh, where, where do you feel – Vegas is right now. We have Robin Leonard's been a little bit outspoken. That's kind of been their offseason news, I would think, like that kind of stuff. I think Alex Tuck is going to miss a little bit of time. I think he had sh- uh, shoulder surgery, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Dadanoff thing, that could be kind of an interesting pickup because this is a guy that has a shit ton of talent. I don't know if he's ever like really I, – I don't know. I think playing with the guys that he could play with in Vegas, that could be a recipe for you know good times, but – uh, they lost Revo. I know Revo means a lot to the Rangers. I don't know how much Revo meant to that locker room, but that's interesting dynamic to kind of think of the way Ryan Reeves was talking about how he was like the dad of like the younger guys on that team. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Brett Howden's not going to do anything. I'm interested to see Nolan Patrick with a fresh start. You know, I, I feel don't like have he to was, do too much. In yeah, he was kind of. I mean, remember when he first came out, dude? He was supposed to go one, and then the Devils, they took Heischer, and then this whole thing. But what do you have on Vegas? So I have Vegas as one of my playoff teams from Pacific. Um, I think the biggest thing that Vegas has to deal with is the loss of Flurry. Robin Leonard (laughs) has got the – It's he's the bona fide number one, which he was. He was a number one goalie anyways. They had like a 1A, 1B situation. And I I tend to believe that – the feeling he, with him spouting off and saying everything that he's had on his chest, obviously, for a long time, I think that's part of him being that comfortable there mm-hmm. and having that number one position. He's locked in. He's locked up. And he's like, listen, it is what it is. I'm telling everything now. Right. And I think that it will be beneficial. I, their, their disappointing uh, playoff run. I don't think you'll see that duplicated because they just went so cold. It was like they were playing with the wrong-handed sticks. They're forward. It was crazy. Right. And granted, Carey Price is Carey Price. But yeah. it, it, I don't think you'll see that again. I think they're the team to beat in that division. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into the other teams, but I really think they're, they're clear-cut head and shoulders above, you know, yeah, just about, yeah, everyone. Yeah. You know? it's now, Vegas, I, is, Vegas is the number one seed out of that division. I agree. And I also think, you know, you talked about them going gold. Last year, they had the 22nd ranked power play in the NHL. They went 0 for 15 against Montreal. Right. Um, 
I'm not saying, you know, you need an awesome power play to make it, but like those power play goals of special teams, if you're not scoring penalty kills, they gain momentum. You know what I mean? And, and that's something, especially with the talent that Vegas has, how they can whip the puck around. I know they have a more of a speed type game, but uh, if they were kind of even, I mean, what were they? 9.3% in the playoffs. So if they could boost that up and, and I think you're right with, with Leonard, I hope Leonard can stay healthy. Um, because I mean, oh, he's, had flurry, so. he's an absolute beast. Yeah. And he said he's coming into camp in wicked good shape. So the other thing that you were saying about Revo, I, uh, I think Reeves is going to be asked to play a bigger role in New York than he I did in Vegas. I think it's the style of play in the division. Uh, I mean, what was he, he was, uh, was he breaking 10 minutes a night for Las Vegas? Yeah, not, not much. I, I imagine with New York, he's going to be in the 14 range, which is a big difference. Yeah. You know? And in terms of the power play, oh, there was a team, I don't remember, there was a team recently that won the cup with a bad power play. Oh, it was the Bruins in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, both agree, playoff team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next on the docket, the Edmonton Oilers. They went 35-19-2 last year. They finished second. They were eliminated by Winnipeg. They got swept by Winnipeg. Uh Notable offseason additions, Zach Hyman, Warren Fogel, Derek Ryan, Duncan Keith, and Cody Ceci. They lost Dominic Cahan, uh, Cahara, Real Deal James Neal, Adam Larson, Ethan Bear, and Caleb Jones. Uh, For me, I I think this is kind of a no-brainer for me. I think the Oilers definitely make the playoffs. I think Zach Hyman is going to do a lot of good shit in Edmonton. I almost kind of feel like this is the guy that they've been missing in a sense that you have, you obviously have McDavid, McDavid and you have Leon Dreisaitl, top five players, I think, on planet Earth. Um, now you have a guy who I want to not, definitely not top five in the, in the planet Earth, but maybe a top five guy in terms of forechecking. He is relentless on the puck. Every time the puck's dumped in, Zach Hyman's there. He's like a little fucking, he's a Wolverine. I actually think he went to Michigan. Shout out to my brain there. Uh, I think Zach Hyman's going to do wonders. I think that he's going to be able to get McDavid the puck a lot more than McDavid had the puck, which is scary to think about. And then I know a lot of people didn't like the Duncan Keith because he's not Duncan Keith, but like that that's a veteran that you want in your locker room in the playoff games that maybe they, that they haven't had around. In the past, Warren Fogle, big body. I don't have much on Derek Ryan. Cody Cece, the only thing I know about him is that one shot he took that he pretty much dumped the puck in the corner. And and the announcer was like, and Cody Cece with a shot, and not even close. So <laughs> shout out to him. I I mean, they lost Adam Larson. I think that's kind of a rough go. Ethan Bear also played some big minutes for them. But I think they make the playoffs, and I'm, I've said this a billion times, you're not going to win a Stanley Cup if Mike Smith's your goalie. So until they get that fucking addressed – I'm, I'll never have the Oilers winning at all unless McDavid just goes on a fucking absolute tear. But hard to ask for. Playoffs are a different breed, but I do think they are a playoff team. All right. Well, this is where we differ for the first time. In two teams in, we differ. I don't think Edmonton makes the playoffs. Um, Interesting. I I don't think that Mike Smith can do it. I, I, love, I love the way he plays. I love his fire. But he's 39 years old going into the season. I don't think – I don't think he's going to be able to get it done. And as good as Hyman is, is he going to make the difference? It's still, they're still going to be the same issue. It's a top two line. We've, we've talked about many times how you need depth and they don't have it. And how good is Tyson Berry going to be this year? Now that he's got the contract Fair, you know, and yeah. I don't know. And Duncan Keats was a hell of a player, but I don't know how much he has left. I really no. don't. And for those reasons, it's going to be—it's still going to be the McDavid thing. It's going to be McDavid and Drysaddle. They're going to get 
they're going to get shut down to somewhat and they're going to throw them together and they're going to be like, well, it's going to be one line to beat us. And every, like we talk about, it's a copycat league. Everybody's going to see what Winnipeg did to him last year and they're just going to do the same thing. The yeah, tape's yeah. out there. It's just, it's hard for me. I mean, he's not Sidney Crosby, but it's hard to ever bet against a team that has Connor McDavid on just because oh, he's not a game changer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they could there. I, when, when we originally sat down to do this, I did it wrong. I had two wild card teams from each division. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, wait a minute, I think I'm doing this wrong. And I was. And they were one of my teams like on the wild card. I'd say they're on the bubble, but in this in the format that they're actually using, then I don't I don't see them getting in. All right, fair enough. We're gonna now move on to the Vancouver Canucks. They finished seventh in the north last year. They missed the playoffs. They added Oliver Ekman Larson, Connor Garland, who I think is gonna be a good pickup, uh Halak, your boy. Uh, yeah. Jason Dickinson, Tucker Pullman, and Pat Colson. They lost Nate Schmidt, Alex Edler, Antoine Roussel, Jake Vertanen, and Braden Holpe. Uh, boy, I don't even, I I don't even know where to begin on here. I think Connor Garland's going to be good for them. Uh, He's a stud, man. I was so bad on the Bruins to get him. Yeah, Pat Colson, rookie. They say he's supposed to be pretty good. Thatcher Demko is going to, you know, he's going to be kind of wheeling and dealing, seeing what's going on there, but. I don't know. I think they also waived Travis Hamannick today, so they don't have oh, him on the right. squad anymore. So um, I want to like the Canucks, man, because I think they have a lot of good pieces. I like JT Miller. I actually like a lot of their players. Like I like Miller. I like Besser. I like Horvat. I love the way those guys play the game because it's like north-south. We're going to hit and like do some skilled type shit. Uh, Patterson's great. Good to have him locked up. Same with Hughes. But I don't know, man. I just – I don't – the Canucks never like – when they come into town, I'm never like scared. Does that make sense? I'm never like, oh, shit, we got to play the Canucks. So uh, I think this is going to be the first team that I'm going to have missing the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Well, I have them in. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, the way you say that, right, when they come to town, you're never scared of them. It's because they play, again, Western Conference style. They don't play uh, especially the Northeast style, right? Yeah. Um the thing that you got to bear in mind with Canucks is last year was an absolute gong show for them. They yeah. had like over three weeks with all the COVID. Remember? Yeah, a lot of COVID. They lost yep. many, many games. They got games that they didn't even play. Uh, I don't see there ever that's ever going to happen again with the way they the NHL is handling things. I think Halak is better than Holtby at this stage of their careers. I think it, I think that's an improvement. <laughs> I think Connor Garland is going to be massive. He's going to be a fan favorite there. Um, and then – the biggest key for me is if Oliver Ekman Larson is playing third pairing minutes, they're going to be great. If he's top two, they're in trouble. But yeah, I have them. I have them sneaking into the playoffs. Okay, I mean, I would like to see them make the playoffs. I like. I actually kind of like the Canucks, which is weird because I know that you probably hate them just because the rivalry that you guys oh, had. One. But I don't know. I just I'm just not sold on them. Who knows? They're probably going to fucking shove it right up my hoop. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Uh, Seattle Kraken, new expansion team. Um, I see a lot of people having these guys make the playoffs because of the division that they're in. They have sick jerseys. Yep. I just, I don't know enough. House. Welcome to the crack house. Yeah, I don't know much about them. Like, if they're relying on Colin Blackwell to score a ton of goals, I don't know if that's going to happen again. They have Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Everly, Yanni Gord. Yeah, hurt though. Other than that, man, like they have they have good goaltending. I actually don't think their defense is that bad, but I, I definitely not our uh, Vegas Golden Knights type of expansion. I don't think. Um, I don't think a different they, mentality going into the draft. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't see him making the playoffs. I have the Kraken out. I'm. I'm off the train that the Kraken are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I have the Kraken as one of my wildcard teams. Okay. Um, I think they're in a weak division. Right, we've talked about it. They have a solid core, nothing flashy, but solid. And uh, I think their goaltending is one of the best tandems in the league. You got Grubauer and Dreger, and I think they're. I think that's they're going to be pushing each other. They also, I saw something that they have. They're going to go into the season with eight point five million under the cap. <coughs> they go on a nice little run. They can acquire pieces. You can add, right? Yeah. And the other thing is that um, I had this written down, but I saw uh, jo- uh, Mark John ugh, Giordano today or yesterday in an interview where he said every single game it's a revenge game for somebody. Yeah, on their roster, and I think I, I think you got to take that into account. And I had it written down as a reject bump because you know, every night someone rejected you, you know, and I just think yeah. that that motivates the guys. And I, I, the Vegas guys talked about that openly last or uh, whenever they can. So yeah, I and, like and they're gonna pack that rank. I saw my buddy yeah. lives in Seattle. Like tickets in the nosebleeds are like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So I, I, I have them as one of the wild card teams. It, it'd be a cool story. I just don't think that they're nearly as deep as what Vegas was, but I didn't yeah. think Vegas was that deep when Vegas did it. So, yeah. who knows? Uh, moving on, the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, they picked up Phil Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, and Alex Edler. They lost Curtis McDermott, and I'm pretty sure Quinn Byfield's out for a bit. Fractured yeah. ankle. Hopefully yeah, he gets ankle. better soon. Yeah. Um, they finished sixth in the West. They missed the playoffs last year. I mean, they have Alex Turcotte and Kaliev. I think I pronounced his name right. He should be playing. I mean, he's got a great shot. Victor Arvidsson, I love the way he played. I was so pissed that Nashville got rid of him when I moved to Nashville. Like, that kind of blew. <laughs> yeah, uh, Phil Deneau, Anze Kopitar, very good 1-2 to be. Um, yeah, man, I don't I, – I, I don't think the Kings make the playoffs either. I agree. They – uh I mean, they're. Can you name me their number one goalie without looking at the screen? I would have guessed it was Jonathan Quick, but that's no, kind of. It's Cal Peterson. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. So they have they have Drew Doughty, which you can never count him out. But I feel like at this point, Kopitar's a shell of himself. You know, he's not he's not playing the same way, and uh, they they're they seem to be hanging on to the stars and not trying to reload, which I think might be a bad recipe for them going forward. But with Quinton Byfield out for I don't who knows how long at the beginning of the season. I think they're going to be in a hole that they're not going to recover from. I don't have the Kings doing much this year. Yeah, and there's just that Peterson guy you just said, he had an 894 save percentage and 211 and 1 in 16 appearances from April yeah. 1st to the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Brown's turning 37. Do you feel old yet? Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> um, the Calgary Flames, 26, 27, and 3, fifth in the north. Uh, they picked up Blake Coleman, Tyler Pitlick, Brad Richardson, Nikita Zadorov, and, and Darts of Later. Uh, Giordano's gone. Derek Ryan's gone. Josh Leo's gone. I think they make the playoffs, dude. This is my Thank team. I've always been a, a Calgary Flames Same guy. Same here. They're them. my Western team. I oh. love their jerseys, dude. I, I love the sound. Fuck yeah. Like – and who knows, man? Like they lost Giordano, but maybe they needed a little bit of new leadership. I think Blake Coleman's going to be great. Zadorov's going to fit in perfect with the Battle of Alberta. Um, I don't. I see him making the playoffs, man. And it seems like it's one of those things where that time and time again they always are like, "Yeah, we don't know why. We don't know why. We don't know why." At some point, you're due. So, I think maybe the Flames kind of put it together this year. Well, 
all that last year, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't think that's going to happen with uh, Daryl Sutter in charge. I think it's a whole new mindset now. Yeah. He's there for the full year. He's didn't come in midway through. I think Blake Coleman's going to thrive under under Sutter. I think he's one of those yeah. type of players. Uh, both Kachuk and Gaudreau are in contract years, so that's always a huge impetus for the for the players to have a good year. And Markstrom's too good of a goalie for what he did last year. Yeah, yeah. I I have the Flames in the playoffs as well. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Blake Coleman already suspended for the first game of the year. You love to see that. So. Like I said, uh, Sutter kind of player. It's Sutter kind of player. Yeah. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, Jesus. 21, 28, 7, 6 in the West, missed the playoffs. <laughs> I love how it says notable offseason roster additions, Nick Benino. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, James Reimer, Aiden Hill, and William Eklund, who I'm pretty sure was the rookie. I think he made the team out of camp, which is pretty cool. Um, they lost Donato, Jones, and I, guess, I think Evander Kane's going to be out for a little bit. But um, – they need – I think that they need almost like a complete makeover in San Jose. It's almost like you had the same core, the same core, and then some of the core left, but it's still at the end of the day the same core. It's almost kind of like what the Rangers just kind of went through. Um, I don't know. Goaltending's always been an issue in San Jose. Uh, Evander Kane, we've talked about this. Like, if he just was a halfway decent, like, dude, wouldn't have to deal with any of this, and he's a great hockey player, but – He was their best player last year. Yeah. And there's rumors that like Thomas Hurdle and like other guys didn't want him around. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of a hard time to be a Sharks fan, to be completely honest with you. But I mean, we've seen weirder shit. But again, I just not a chance for me. No, no. And I and unfortunately that the fall the light through the tunnel for the Sharks fans is a very long tunnel because uh Brent Burns, Carlson, and Vlasic count for 26.5 million in cap space yeah. for the next four years. Yeah. I read that and I'm like, good luck. Yeah. Although, if you do live in the San Jose area, this would be the time to look for season tickets, I would think. Yeah, try to get in now. Yeah, I can't. Now before they bounce back, for sure. I thought Mark Edward Vlasic retired. That guy's still playing. <laughs> He's on the books. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, and I feel bad for Carlson because it was almost like it was cool because of how he was treating Ottawa and he's finally going to a new place. Like, let's go. And the magic didn't really seem to go with him. I mean, he's still a hell of a player, dude. I would take Eric Carlson on my team, but like, it's it, it's not the magic same kind gone. of thing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm out on them. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, pending UFA hurdle, maybe he's dealt at the deadline. That could be a good pickup. Second line center, who needs one of those? Yeah, Bruins. Bruins. Although, uh, we'll get to Bruins. Yeah, and then the Anaheim Ducks, 17-30 and 9, eighth in the West, missed the playoffs. Notable off-season roster additions, none. And yeah. uh, the subtractions, Dan Hine and Ryan Miller. Not a shot they make the playoffs, but I can't wait to see what Trevor Zegers does this year. And the ghost of Ryan Miller as your, as your uh, people that you've lost. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, the only thing about Anaheim that I have is that Getzlaff deserves better at the end of his career. But, I mean, he's very happy where he is. I've heard him on interviews. He has no desire to leave. But they were the worst emph- offense in the <laughs> NHL last year, and I don't see how they're getting better. Yeah, and, like, the Shea Theodore thing, they got to – I have that written about, down. How much better would they be with Shea Theodore still? Thinking about that guy on your team and knowing it's not there, that's it's rough. But, again, I'm I'm pumped to see how Jamie Drysdale does. Um mm-hmm. 
they have Max Jones. He was kind of a bull when he played World Junior. It'd be kind of cool to see him. And then Trevor Zegers. I think he's going to be really good. So well, they're going to get playing time in all situations. These young yeah. guys, you know. Unless your coach is David Quinn, then you're glued to the bench. But yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. So that's what we had in the Pacific. So I had Vegas, Edmonton, and Calgary, and you had. Hold on, I'm writing these down for posterity. Okay, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. I had Vegas, uh, Vancouver, and Calgary. All right, so we're both taking five teams in the Central. I think that's how that works. No. Well, three. What do you mean? Three in the Central, three in the Pacific, and then wild cards can be from either. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I even have a wild card in this one. I haven't. I haven't checked out Central. I let's let's do Central and then we'll get back. Well, I said. I said for me. I said uh, the Kraken were my wild card. Okay, if I have to take a wild card team in here, you don't have to take it here. You can take it in the other division. I know, but I don't know if I'm going to have five teams in the other division. <laughs> we'll, so we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it. We'll get back right, to it. Right. Central division time. Uh, we're going to start with the Colorado Avalanche. They picked up Brian Murray, Darcy Kemper. They lost Philip Grubauer, Ryan Graves, Brandon Saad, Pierre Edward, Bellamar. Uh, I, I mean, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. They re-signed their captain. They still have McKinnon, uh, Rannon. I think Darcy Kemper is actually going to be really good in Colorado. Um, and they have studs on the on the defensive side with, you know, Kale McCarr. Uh, Sam Gerrard, I think, is super underrated. I think he's, like, a very, very good hockey player. He doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. But Colorado in. I could say. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think Kemper, uh, Darcy Kemper can he can show himself to be a stud. I think he's got all the opportunity right now in front of him. But I think sneaky uh, a big issue for them is if Kadri can not be a complete fucking donkey when it counts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, and from what everybody talks about, how Nate McKinnon is Mister Serious, like yells at guys for eating junk food and stuff. You would think at some point he get Kadri in a headlock and be like, dude, quit fucking around. You know what's annoying about that too is. Kadri's such a good hockey player. Yeah. Like he has a ton of skill. I love the fact that he finishes checks. Like he fights. He fought Joe Thorne off the drop that one game. Like, but you're right. It, it, it's when is enough is enough kind right. of a thing. And maybe, maybe he puts it together this year. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I feel like that's just more middle. pressure on him when playoffs coming around, not to like, but at the same time, as a coach, you want to tell the guy to play his game. But I feel like when you say you play your game, it's automatically assumed that, like, hey, don't go out there and do something really scumbaggy right. or you're going to get suspended. If I mean, if Marshawn could dial it down to become a top player, I don't. there's no reason Kadri can't. You know? I mean, that's a, that's a great fucking point, dude. You know? Great point. Um, Dallas Stars, they picked up Ryan, uh, Ryan Suter, Michael Roffel, Braden Holpe, and Luke Glendening. They lost Jake D- uh, Dowling, Andrew Cagliano, and Jason Dickinson. I had the stars in there. I, I I'm a stars guy. Shout out to Fink, uh, especially when Zook was on the team there for that brief stint. Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, Radic Fox, uh, uh, Rope Hints, uh, Klingberg, Miro Haskinen. Haskinen's so good. He might be the most underrated defenseman in the league. I would think because whenever the stars make the playoffs, that's kind of like when I watch them and you see this Haskinen kid, and it's like holy. It's funny too fuck, with the stars with those jerseys. They always seem like they're skating faster with that dark <laughs> green. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Something here is with my eyes. I don't know. That they fly. Rope hints is yeah. like fucking super fast. But uh so they have Braden Holpe, Ben Bishop, and Anton Kadobin. I don't I know think, how the fuck they're gonna isn't do Bishop that. headed towards long term IR. He probably is gonna end up going there, but at the same time, it's still kind of like what the fuck hey, do you better do? to have too many than not enough. 
Yeah, but definitely. And do you have the stars in? I have the stars as a wild card team okay. um, because of the goalie situation being unsettled. And Hudobin, as great as he is, it spurts, you know. Um, the biggest thing for me for the stars is that they get Sagan and Radulov back, Radulov back from being out. So that's <laughs> more of addition than anything else. Right. You know, they're getting those guys back. Um, but like I said, I think it all comes down with them. I think it comes down to the goaltending. You're going to hear me say that a lot because I think that's the biggest thing with all these teams, you know. All but, right. So so technically we have them both in. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, so my now have my two wild cards already listed. You have no wild cards listed yet for the West. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Once we're done, I'm going to give you eight teams. And I'll tell you what two teams are the wild card. Fair enough. Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Brian Marc-Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, Seth Jones, Caleb Jones, Kahara, McCabe. You can also add Jonathan Taves to that list now that he's yep. back. Exactly. Uh, they lost Duncan Keith, Adam Boquist, Zadorov, uh, Pia Suter, John Quenville, and Brent Seabook's contract. Kirby Doc's actually going to be back this year, too. Remember, he got hurt last yep. year. I think the Blackhawks make the playoffs. This might Thank be you. like my, my sneaky, like, who knows? Because Jonathan Taves, he might not have played for a year. That guy, I mean, he's not Sidney Crosby. He's he's not Connor McDavid, but it, what he shares at least with Crosby is this guy wins. He wins fucking everything, and people play for him. You have Patty Kane there, DeBrinket. I mean, that kid is fucking disgusting. And it seems it's just I don't know, man. Now you add Seth Jones and Mark Andre Fleury, who's going to be pissed yep. off. If you have like a little bit more swagger. Like if I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I'm pretty pumped with the additions that just came in through Chicago. Like. You guys were looking at a, at a time where it was going to be brutal. You had the Seabrook, you had the Keith contracts. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? And now both of those are gone. Patty Kane's still in his prime. Jonathan Tames has a year off. He's going to be pretty fresh. And now you have studs like Kirby Doc. You're going to have Seth Jones log in all these minutes on the back end. And you know who also is a huge pickup? Didn't get a lot of fucking, uh, I guess, praise in Tampa. But I think Tyler Johnson with the Blackhawks, that's another small player who, who can skate that. Uh, the Blackhawks love and transform into these great players. Not that Tyler Johnson wasn't great. I don't think he's been great the last couple of years, but like we could see resurgence from there. So I have the Blackhawks in. I have the Blackhawks in also, and I had Tyler Johnson written down. I think it's going to be a whole different vibe playing in Chicago for him. Um, Seth Jones, Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, you basically, what'd you do? You got rid of, uh, you got Corey Crawford and Duncan Keith for Seth Jones and Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. And, so, and Brent Siebert's contracts off the books now. Right, exactly. So they could add a piece even if they if they have time. The only thing is with the uh, sexual assault case that's still pending over them. But besides that, with Taves back, I have them in the playoffs as well. <laughs> yeah, and like if I'm Brent Seabrook, I'm so thankful to that organization because like you're you know you're not going to play anymore, and they trade you to a team that no state tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Forever grateful. Um, we're gonna go now to the Winnipeg Jets. They added Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt. Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt are Winnipeg Jets defensemen. Like that fits their makeup perfectly. Uh, they lost Derek Forbert. He went to Boston. Matthew Perot. It's going to be weird. Not where did he go? Hopefully that'll be pop up in something else. And Tucker Pullman. Uh, I have the Jets in, dude. I think the Jets are always kind of a wagon, man. Like Blake Wheeler. We talked about him last week. Uh, Nikolai Ehler. I Shifley's. I think he has one more game of a suspension for that bone. Yeah. Uh, but and Hellebuck, American goaltender, I love to see it. Uh, I had these guys in. This is kind of a no-brainer for me. I don't know how far they would go, but I think D Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt. 
I mean, the biggest question mark, remember, like Jacob Truba left and Neil Pionk came in. They thought that they had the right side already figured out. And then Dustin Bufflin retired. And then before you know it, what the fuck happens now? Well, Neil Pionk's turned into a great player. You have, I think, Josh Morrissey, I'm pretty sure, plays defense over there. Another really good player. I, I think Winnipeg is a lot better than people give them credit for, so I have them in the playoffs. I have them in also. I think uh, when Big Buff retired, it was kind of a punch to the whole team. I'm sure most of the guys knew, but I'm sure they were still holding out hope that he was going to come back. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the the um, the Jets are in. I, I love the way they play. We were talking about um, – uh, Taves and I think his one of his best comps is Blake Bueller by the way they play just mm-hmm. do everything everything right all the little stuff and I also think that a big thing for them is going to be uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois I think now he's settled in he went through remember he got held up with quarantine he was by himself he didn't know anybody he just got out from under torts he's a young kid I think now having a full year I listened to some interviews of him and uh, I think he's going to go off this year I think he's going to have a good year and yeah I uh, think for me it's make or break for that guy well, at that high of a pick, someone's always going to give him a chance. But, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Because, but, like, he had a pretty good couple years in Columbus, but, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Definitely a playoff team. We'll see what ends up happening there. And then I think our last team here – nope, we got way up, way more. Oh, we got a few more. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis Blues. They added Pavel Buchnevich and Brandon Saad. They lost Hoffman, Vince Dunn, Sammy Blay, and Jaden Schwartz. Uh, I'm interested to see how Buchnevich plays with them. Uh Everybody in the Rangers organization was so pissed that he left. And to me, it was just kind of like, yeah, like we have Capo and Alexi Lafreniere. Like somebody needs to leave to get minutes. Sammy Blaze looks great. Um, I mean, so far, I need five teams, right? So I have Colorado, Stars. There's three. So I got two more. No, there's four. Pretty much every team we've talked about right now, I have in. So you have seven teams in right now. I have seven teams in with. You have one more team and then two wild cards. St. Louis, Mini, Nashville, and the Coyotes. All right, here's one for you. The St. Louis Blues don't make the playoffs this year. Oh. I'm out on the Blues. All right. Out on the Blues. They just don't do it for me, man. I know they want a cup. Glorious fucking what a song. But I don't Brandon Saad doesn't really move the needle for me. Yeah. And I'm always gonna have like a vendetta against Ryan O'Reilly. So I'm out on the St. Louis Blues. I love Ryan O'Reilly, but I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs either. Uh, I think what's going to be unique, well, not unique, but what's going to, I think they've handled it right, but it's going to be a pain in their ass is uh, Tarasenko. Yeah. So Tarasenko is still on the roster. So in order to move him, he's going to have to produce. Mm-hmm. But then if he produces, are they going to go hard sell, keep him? So I feel like they're kind of straddling the fence a little bit. They're in a, They're in the spot. I think Tarasenko's up against it because he's got to produce in order to get out of there if he really wants to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, just like uh, Carter Hart in Philadelphia, I'm not really sold on Bennington. No, nah, I'm not either. And I don't have them making the playoffs either because they, they, you know, yeah, the whole Tarasenko thing I think is going to be hanging over them the whole year. Yeah, and the Bennington thing, their backup goalie, he had an 893 save percentage. So that's not Is that, is that, that Elliot? Uh, no, Vili Huso. Um, yeah, they just don't move the needle for me. I think, uh, my next team, I would either have them in, and my next team, we're going to talk about the Minnesota wild. Uh, they added Jordy, Ben, Alex Goligoski, Dmitry Kulikov, and John Merrill. They lost Zach Prezi, Ryan Suter, Ian Cole, and Nick Benino. To me, I feel like their defense got better. Like Ryan Suter, he's still, he's still decent, but for the amount of money that they were paying him, they added Goligoski, who's a puck moving defenseman. Kulikov can play tough. John Merrill, I think he wasn't on the Bruins, but he was in the East where we were kind of familiar with him. 
And Jordy Ben, I'm a big Jordy Ben guy. Yep. I think Krill, Krill the Thrill re-signed. Uh, him and Zuccarello, I'm pretty sure Zuccarello led the NHL in preseason points. Just that line was just fucking clicking. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I really, really, really like this Minnesota team. So, realistically, just because of Zuccarello. But, I don't know. What do, what do you have? You got many in? I feel like no, I don't have them in, but I, I think that the biggest move that Garen did was buying out Parise and Suter. That took huge nuts, and we're going to speak about the size of Billy Garen's nuts later in the podcast. Big boys. Uh, I think that was the biggest move to free up some space. They also have a lot of assets, so I wouldn't be surprised to see if Eichel does get out of Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised to see him here. Um, uh, but the, again, can Cam Talbot be the number one wire-to-wire? Yeah, I, sure. I, he did for the Rangers for a little bit, right? For a little bit for a little bit. I like the way he plays. I think he's a good goalie. It's just you know you need a stud number one. Yeah, you, you do. He has to make noise. I don't know. I, mean, I just... Erickson, Caprile. I mean, I like their players. I like what Garen's trying to do. I just think they're a few years away from it. All right, I think they make the playoffs and maybe even make a splash. Who knows? Oh, um, man. Smashville Predators, where I live now, they had a big save, Dave. Mikel Granlin, they lost Pecorene, Eric Halla, Eric Branson, Luca Spiza, and Ryan Ellis. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I am going to go to a lot of games. They are now going to be my West Coast team. It'll be nice to see. Uh, Eli Tolvanen was supposed to be really good. I remember a couple years ago, like that was the guy that the Rangers were seriously interested in. There were some names thrown out that they want to do, and now looking at it, if that was the case, they probably would do it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. UC Saros is a great goalie. I watched them play. I mean, they've been playing pretty good. Philip Forsberg is disgusting. That's a guy yeah. who's very under the radar, too. Uh, I but... respect the fact. Doesn't he spell Philip with an F, too? Yeah. Yeah. But I so like does Filipito. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. I, like um, I just, Johansson and Duchesne don't do it for me. Not anymore. If this was, if this team was like seven years ago, yeah, for sure. Wagon. But right now, I just, I don't know, man. I think that Ryan Ellis is a fucking huge loss for them. And, like, for some reason, Victor Arvidsson wasn't on this list, maybe because he left earlier, but he was a great national predator. I well, just, they're, they're not deep. Left and they didn't replace him. Yeah, they're not deep, and I just I just don't see it happening. So what, what do you have? I have Nashville out, uh, out of the playoffs this year, but I think they may try the old uh, rebuild on the fly. They mm-hmm. have $11 million in cap space going into the season. So I think they're just kind of wait and see what happens, and then they're going to be buyers or sellers. And I think their plan is if they are – uh, sellers is just load up on young guys, draft asset, you know, draft picks, more asset management in order to make it so it's not like we're going to have to burn it down and rebuild it. Boy, know? I hope so because it'd be fun to go to these games and see a ton of like young studs play, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm out on them. And then the Arizona Coyotes, notable additions, Ryan Dezingle. I hate Ryan Dezingle because the year that Zuccarello left the Rangers, he got a second round pick and Ryan Dezingle got a first round pick. It made no sense to me. Uh, Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Shane Gossespierre, Union College, and Cornar. And then they lost OEL, Connor Garland, Annie Ranta, and Jarmelson. Uh, not a shot they make the playoffs. Apparently, Phil Castle's on the trade market. It'd be kind yeah. of fun and intriguing to see where he goes now. But what's weird to me about this is like they don't have an identity. And I don't know why Connor Garland would have been a guy that you would have wanted to be a part of that. Like, pretty good fucking hard-nosed player. I know that you don't have people, and maybe you thought he was expendable, but fuck, man. Like, yeah. I don't know well, about he that. Might have, he may have expressed interest. I mean, he may have expressed no interest in being in their future plans. No, I think I think he was, like, interviewed, and he was, like, butthurt about it. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, they also have the whole arena thing hanging over them, too. True. They're going to be nomads, which is always never a good look. They didn't have any draft picks. Was it last year? They had zero picks because of the GM's nonsense. Yeah. So they seem to be just trying to acquire draft picks. And I think they're going to unload Kessel at some point for a shitload of them. Uh, yeah. The big thing I've been hearing is that Kessel would thrive in Las Vegas <laughs> on and off the ice. Phil the thrill in Vegas. Do you think Phil – no, you guys don't need a winger. It would be kind of fun to see Phil Kessel return to Boston. It would never happen, but – No, it would never – They. yeah, I, I don't think it would. I. Yeah, I, I love the way he plays. The guy just – he just skates and scores. He's like a beer league player out there. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. That was our West Coast breakdown. So, for me, if I remember correctly, I have Vegas, yep. uh, Edmonton, yep. Calgary. Yep. And then I have – uh, let's see here. Colorado. Yep. Chicago. Yep. Uh, Winnipeg. Yep. And the wild and Dallas. Okay. So I have Minnesota and has to be one of these teams in Chicago in the, in the wild card. Those are two. Okay. So for me, and we'll, we'll put these out, right. We'll, we'll get Kent to make something fancy. For yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, I got Vegas, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Chicago, Colorado, and then my wild cards are Seattle and Dallas. All right. We'll see how they stack up. I like having Ken do that. I'm going to text them after this and see if we can put that with the graphic. That's going to be idea. like, great. I got nothing else to do for you idiots. So that's a good idea. Fucking, <laughs> I texted him before this podcast, let him know one was coming in. He already texted me back. See what the fuck. I want to be shocked if you already had the image done. <laughs> yep. Yep. He said, what do you think? Yeah, for, those, for those that don't know, Kenton is our graphics guy, and he's otherworldly skill-wise. Dude, I, I, I text him, what, half hour ago, and this thing's done, and it's sick. I fucked it. Hopefully, like, by next week, I will have a Kenton creation behind me. Okay. We'll stay tuned for that, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, we are now going to go to the Eastern Conference. Uh, let's you Metro start... first or Atlantic? Let's get your Bruins talk out of the way. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with the Atlantic. Uh, on top, Florida Panthers, 37-14-5, finished second. Uh, lost to the Lightning in the first round. They added Sam Reinhart, Joe Thorne. They lost Keith Yandel, Wenberg, Connolly, Drager, and Strawman. Uh, but they just re-signed Barkov to a pretty good deal. He's going to be in Florida for a while, no state tax. Uh, also, Aaron Eckblad, people forgot he got hurt last year. He's also yep. going to be back. To That's me, their biggest like, acquisition. Biggest acquisition, and I think – to me, their biggest loss was Chris Chris Drieger. Like, yep. because if Spencer Knight can't perform, you're stuck with Sergey Bobrovsky, and it sucks because he hasn't played well. And Bobrovsky's one of those goalies where if he's on, like, good luck. Like, I've yep. seen that guy steal so many fucking games, and it's like holy shit. Yep. But he's just so inconsistent with it. But good for him; he got his bag. He did what he had to do to get him paid. Um, if Spencer Knight can stay healthy, a no-brainer. They make the playoffs. But it's a big if if he can stay healthy. I have them in. I saw a ranking from TSN that had Spencer Knight ranked 10th in the NHL as a goalie. How many games has he played? I don't, I don't know. Like but I got to be honest with you. He's played a he's played few enough games that I was annoyed at the list that Swayman wasn't on there. So Oh, yeah, of course you were. Of course you were. I have them in, too. Were you interested to see that Jumbo went to Florida? Well, I think I think he's got a nose for it. I think he knows who's close. Um, and he's, I mean, he's playing to get a cup. I think, uh, I think Sam Reinhart being there from the beginning of the year is a huge deal too. He's playing great down there. 
Um, already mixing it up. Did that bat? Like we talked about that last week, but the fight between yeah. the floor, I, are they the hottest rival in the NHL right now? They gotta be. Cause in terms it, cause, of bad blood. Well, the Bruins didn't see the Canadians all last year. Right. Right. Calgary and Edmonton was always good. You know, it'd Detroit. be interesting to see if the Rangers in Washington turn into something like that. Now well, that it might. We'll just see. We'll just see. You know, give give that another week, and we'll know there. Yeah. But the Florida, the Florida Tampa Bay. I mean, honestly, how do you not root for Florida in that yeah. scenario? Yeah, the Tampa Bay, the pretty boy on fucking oh, jet fuck skis. Man. They just won two cups. Yeah. Yeah, and there. then you have Florida Panthers fans like drifting in the ocean looking for a rum ham. It's it's just it's just two <laughs> two different two different setups. I have them in. I do too. And another thing that we didn't mention is uh, uh, this same article I was reading in TSN. Uh, Quinville is already leading like the favorite for the Jack Adams Trophy. Players love playing for him. Yeah, and I think that makes a difference at this level. Huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. And and he can be like, well, I've won before. Yeah, exactly. Kiss the ring. Yeah, you know exactly. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They finished third in the Central. They beat. Uh, yeah, they won the cup last year. Yeah, they beat everybody. Uh, uh, Corey Perry, Zach Bogosian, Pierre Edward Bellamar, and Brian Elliott. I mean, those are good pickups. Like, they know what the fuck they're doing. I, I love Pierre yeah. Edward Bellamar. Well, I hate him because he gave his fucking medal to the goalie when he got the player of the whatever, but like, he's a good player. Bogosian, Pride of Messina, New York, tough as shit. Uh, oh, wait, did you finish the all or nothing thing? No, no, I was up in Vermont. They, they, highlight, service. they, they highlight Bogosian every once in a while, and like he's an animal. Yeah, I do like uh, him. And they lost Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barkley Gaudreau, David Savard, Luke Shen, Mitchell Stevens, and Curtis McElhaney. So the Tampa Bay Lightning arguably lost one of their most important lines, essentially. Yep. Yep. Um, will they be able to replace it? I, I don't think they're going to be able to replace it, but I still think they're good enough where they're going to be in the playoffs. Yep. But no way they three-peat. Right. What do you got on the landing? I have them in. Uh, I don't think they're going to three P. I think that that lossing we talk about all the time. What do you need? You need role players. You need depth. And they lost theirs. They lost their identity. I mean, they still got Pat Maroon skating around, barking everybody from behind the refs. But they, they, they're not going to. But the whole thing with Tampa Bay is they have Vasilevsky, and he's arguably he's arguably the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah, and. I mean, you can solve him if you don't have to worry about the third and fourth lines being a complete pain in the ass, but he's still back there. So I have them right. in the playoffs still because of him. No, and you're right, and it comes down to who has who has the goalie, and he's won twice. He knows what happens, and all these guys do. I mean, they're – but, dude, I don't know. I'm so bad at this. There's a chance that they do 3P, and you want you want Patty Maroon, right? So um, – Toronto Maple Leafs, 35, 14, and 7. They finished first. They lost the Canadians. They brought in Pete Morazic, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, Michael Bunting, and David Camp. Uh, they lost Hyman, Thorne, Felino, Bogosian, Galchenyuk. I think they make the playoffs, but I don't think that, you know, it's going to be the same same song, different dance kind of a thing. To me, they Hopefully. just – Yeah. Do you have them in the playoffs? I, I have them as the wild card team because uh, Zarek and Campbell, as great of guys as they supposedly are, they're not Freddie Anderson. You know, yeah. Campbell's very streaky. The depth pieces that we were just talking about, they lost a low-key guy that they lost. And I know I have a soft spot for him because he's a former Bruin. But Riley Nash, as a third-line center, defensive specialist, kills penalties, he's a huge loss for them, I feel. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have said that, but yeah. I trust you. I trust I, you for I sure. I love Riley Nash's game. 
I like that they brought in Nick Ritchie. I think that could kind of bring oh, a little dude. bit of edge. Right, so Nick Ritchie and Andre Kosh are not going to replace Felino, Riley Nash, and Zach Hyman. Definitely not Zach Hyman. I don't know if Nick Felino's on. I need a full year Nick Felino in in the spotlight to give you what he. I don't know if he's the same Nick Felino that like I remember watching and all this shit. Hopefully he, he is. For he you looks guys. fast. He looks like he dropped some weight. And I said in one of my blogs that I can't wait for the uh, Nick Ritchie, Nick Felino lose leaves town fight for big Nick, <laughs> Nick title. <laughs> That'd be because <laughs> you know they're gonna fight at some point. They have to. It'd be something yeah. to look forward to, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. All right, the big bad Boston Bruins, 33-16-7, third place in the East. Uh, they lost, or they beat the Caps, lost the Islanders. Eric Halla, Nick Felino, Derek Forbert, Thomas Nosek, Thomas Nosek, and Linus Olmark. They lost Krejci, could be back. Yaroslav Halak, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, Sean Crowley, Jeremy Lazan, Steve Camper, tragic, and uh, Rask also could be back. Um, comes down to goaltending for me. That that's yeah. all it is because. I know the Bruins have a really good first line. I know that they have a like pretty good defenseman, but if they don't have somebody who can stop the puck, I don't care who you are. Yep. And I'm not even just chirping you or or Hal or any Bruins guys, but to me, man, goalie doesn't show up. I think the Bruins are in a world of hurt, and that might speed up that rebuild process. I hope that doesn't happen because the Bruins are good. It's good for the NHL whether you like that or not. But, I mean, who do I have the – I have three. This will be my fourth team. Okay, I'll have the Bruins make the playoffs. Uh, the Bruins will make it, depending on how Walmart plays. Fair. I think they make it. I'll go into it in depth more when we get to the Bruins breakdown part. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're, they're uh, in my mind, cup favorites because I think Allmark is going to is gonna turn it on. I think they're going to be fine. All right. Optimistic Bruins fan. Yeah, got uh, it. Canadians, 24, 21, and 11. They lost in the cup final. They brought in Mike Hoffman. David Savard, Christian Dvorak, Matthew – that's where Matthew Perot went, of course. Cedric Paquette, Chris Weidman, and Sammy Niku just got concussed. They, they lost Kakanyemi, Phil Deneau, Corey Perry, Eric Stahl, Eric Gustafson, Charles Houdon, and Shea Weber is on the long-term injured reserve. Uh, Carey Price also has a personal leave going on. I don't see him making it. I, uh, I know Jake Allen was pretty good for them last year, but I don't know how long Carey Price is going to be out, but without Carey Price in the heartbeat of your team, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, cock and yummy to me, I would just, eh, I was, I've always been an eh on him. So to me, I don't think that loss is as big as like a Philip Deneau. Mm -hmm. Maybe like, I'm not talking long-term I'm talking right now. Like I'd much rather have Philip Deneau on my team, but I have him out of the playoffs and it's kind of a weird to just finish second in the whole fucking league. And now I don't have him stroking the top 16. So, uh, what do you got on the Habs? I have him as the wild card. I think, um, again, like you said, it's going to depend on how long carry price isn't there. The longer he's away from the team, the less likely they are to even qualify for the wild card because I think they're going to get in a hole early on, much like some other teams that we haven't talked about yet, but we're coming to. Um, it, it all depends on how they can handle without him. I think Suzuki and Caulfield are dynamic. I yeah. think they're going to show that they can play in more situations than they were based on the cup run, and I think that they'll remain relevant. If The question will be if they can continue to – play 500-ish hockey until Price is back. You know how good Carey Price is? This is how good he is. Who is the current Montreal Canadiens core? It would be Suzuki and Caulfield. Now, but like before that, last, last year, who Gallagher? Yeah. 
I mean, that's pretty fucking good. We keep talking about these teams with like these core dudes of like seven, eight guys who just perform. Yeah. Canadians haven't had that in a while. Well, I feel like they're it's a weird team because I think uh, the Burger Van there. I think he gets in front of a lot of these young players, and he takes all the heat and the praise from the media, uh, rightly or wrongly. And I think he protects them. I think that's why players love him. Yeah. Uh, Corey Perry, uh, what was it? George, was it Jordan Stahl or Eric Stahl that was up Eric there? Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. So those guys are gone, and I think that they, I think he brings in these guys, and they develop that. That right, we're running the locker room. Shea Weber, I think so. A lot of these guys gone. It's basically a transition year. But like I said, Carey Price the key to the whole thing. I would agree. Um, Auto Senators, they were 23, 28, and five. They finished sixth. They missed the playoffs. Brought in Sanford, Holden, Delzato, and they lost Logan Brown, Dadanov, Ryan Dzingle, Artem Anisimov, and Derek Stepan. I don't think they make the playoffs. Not a shot, but no. interesting to see how uh, Brady Kachuk and Tim Suits will play. Also interesting, who is the uh, that Swedish defenseman that they got? I think they got him from Vegas, maybe not. He's supposed to be really fucking good. I'll, I'll keep looking up. What what do you what do you have on Ottawa while I'm looking this thing up? To Chuck's not uh, Brady didn't sign, did he? Not yet. No, all right, yeah. So he's still not signed. And this was a stat I read. There, well, I don't I don't have them in the playoffs either. Um, but the only bright spot for them, well, one of the only bright spots is uh, there's no way that Matt Murray can play as bad as he did last year again, I would think. I looked up his numbers. He's so, pretty bad. Eric Branstrom, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Matt Murray went 10-13-1 with a 3.38 goals against and an 8.93 save percentage. That's his worst statistical career uh, stat line of his entire career. So – Either he's done or it's a bounce back year for him. So if he's done, then they're going to have to re- the rebuild to be sooner. If he has a bounce back year, it'll be a pleasant surprise for them. But either way, they're not making it in the playoffs. No, then not a shot. And then we got two other kind of basement teams uh, the Detroit Red Wings. They had P.S. Suter, Mitchell Stevenson, oh, Alex Nedeljkovic. Nailed it. Nick Letty, Jordan Osterley, and Luke Witkowski. They lost Bernier, Phil Bula, Franz Nielsen, Glenn Denning, and Ponick. Uh, I think the Red Wings are doing the right things in a rebuild. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I think they are doing the right things. Did you see how Team Germany came out in that uh, one defenseman? Was it – what the fuck's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cedar? Uh, he was he was one of the top three. That's got to yeah. make you feel pretty good as a fucking Red Wings fan. But oh, yeah. I know Germany's team isn't unreal, but uh, – they had a 227 winning percentage in one goal games, worse than the NHL. Yeah, I have that written down. They 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 lost seven games by one goal in regulation and ten games either in overtime or a shootout. So that's 17 games total. And who knows? Maybe you win half of those. Then yeah, they uh, but they everyone in Detroit's calling it the Iser plan, you know, for yeah. Iserman, which I I think that's good, and I think the uh, the goalie which. I love how you said it slowly. I have it written out phonetically, so I didn't screw it up. Um, but last year, in 23 games, he had a 1.9 GAA and over a 930 save percentage. I mean, they have the pieces. It's just a matter – I think the – I think Eisenman's the only person who could be the GM in that position to get the patience from the Detroit fans in order to make it work, if that makes yeah. sense. No, 100%. Like, you see guys like Bobby Ryan coming in and saying yeah. how grateful he was that he's given a chance and, like, he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't Steve Eisman. Like, right. 
and right now they're just rebuilding. Now watch these kids get good. Now exactly. it's oh, I got to bring I got to bring in a big free agent. Oh, Steve Eiserman's calling me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, and like we talked about, these young kids get to play in every situation, which you you might not happen on an established team. Right. Yeah. Uh, not not a playoff team. The Buffalo no. Sabers. Speaking of not playoff teams. Yeah, they brought in Will Butcher, Robert Haig, Aaron Dell, Craig Anderson, Vinny Henestrosa, Mark Pissick, and John Hayden. Uh, they lost Reinhardt, Ristolainen, Sheehan, uh, McCabe, Olmark, Irwin, Hutton, and probably Jack Eichel. There's no way Jack Eichel ever suits up for them again. I can't see it happening. No way. Not at this point. Which is wild. Could. How could you? I... And I don't even understand how Buffalo fans can be on Eichel. Um, maybe at first, but now where we're at, it's like. Yeah. And at some point, the NHL has to step in and be like, what are we doing? This kid's a top, what, top seven player? Top ten? He's a pretty good player. Yeah. And that's a huge star in a market that's dying for stars. And they're the, the what is their name? The Pagulas are, are just, I mean, just screwing this up beyond. Uh, just stay anything. out of it. Just do what you have to do. And yeah. then now it's gotten to the point where it's like not even like damage control. Like you, I don't even think you can control the damage. It's like you just, this is, you just have to rip off the fucking bandaid. That's all that is. And, and they're going into the season with Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski as their goalies. With a combined age of 72. Could be better. Yeah, could be could better. Be better. But that was the Atlantic. Uh, and now we're going to get to the Metro. Uh, first team up on the docket, the New York Islanders. They're they're in for me. Uh, oh. They brought in Parisi, Char, and Gustafson. They lost Letty and Eberle. Eberle is going to be a pretty big loss for them, though, because he played – he showed up in big moments, and he was like a yeah, very good player. As, as good as Eberle is, they got Anders Lee back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you I mean, that takes that this thing right away. Right. Uh, definitely, definitely. And I hate fucking saying it, but like, I love the way they play, dude. Like maybe not. With, I don't love the way they play. I just love how everybody's bought into the way they play. It's just kind of nice to see that that can happen. Um, but Isles definitely in. I think they actually could even be a Stanley cup uh, contender. So I'm really on that. They came within a goal of winning the Eastern conference. And they're basically yeah. returning the whole, entire team except for Eberle. They're bringing in Chara, who if they put him in an Andy Green-type role, he's going to be – Oh, can you imagine, too, anyone that gets out of line, like we were talking about uh, Washington with Tom Wilson with Chara behind him, you have Matt Martin and Chara yeah. behind him. Yeah. Uh, no. It sucks yeah, to be a Ranger. Yeah, yeah de- definitely in. Uh, fuck, if they win a cup before the Rangers do, I'm going to be so fucking mad. <laughs> so I had four and I need four from this one. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, 36, 12, and eight. They brought in Freddie Anderson, Anthony Ranta, Cock and Yemi and Bear. They lost Hamilton, Nadel, wow, Nadel, Nadelchkovich, Peter Morazic, and James Reimer. I'm going to stay until the end whether or not I think they're in or out. No, they're in. They'll be in. I have the Hurricanes in as much as I fucking hate. I mean, these the Islanders and the Hurricanes are probably the two teams I hate the most. So, like, that's kind of hard for me to say. But – Sebastian Ajo is really, really fucking good. Teo Tamervine and that net Nikas Netches, very, yep. very good player. Uh, Rod Brindamore, Tony D, Brendan Smith, hoping nothing but the best for that guy. But what, what do you have on this team? I have the Hurricanes in as well. Um, they, they, I mean, they got they have one of the top goalie tandems in the league between Anderson and Ranta. Um, I think the underrated was Stepan and uh, Ian Cole. 
you right. need you need those you need those type of vets who have been there before and know what to do. And Brindamore, yeah. we talked about Quenville. Brindamore's players love him. Yeah. And like we were saying, I don't were we talking about this before we started recording about Tony D'Angelo? Was that before yeah. we were recording? Yeah. If if there's any issue about Tony D'Angelo dividing a room, I think uh Brindamore's the perfect coach for it. Yeah. Because he's gonna shut it right down. And what are you gonna do? He'll still he'll kick your ass. Yeah. On top of everything. Rod, rod, rod the bod. This yeah, is- exactly. And I also don't think I think Rod Brindamore is gonna give him chances, but I also think if it gets to a point where it's like you're done. You're done, and I don't think Tony D'Angelo will play another NHL game. So, well, I would hope that someone in Tony D'Angelo's orbit pulled him aside and was like, "Dude, you're about to fuck this up for good." Like, yeah, you, you just put up 56 points and then signed a one-year, one million dollar yeah. contract. Like, yeah. dial it down, mind your P's and Q's for the next five years, make your money, and then do whatever the hell you want. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, he performs. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. They were 37, 16, and three. Finished first in the East, eliminating the first round by the Islanders. They lost Brock McGinn. Or they got Brock McGinn. They lost McCann and Tanev. Um, Sidney Crosby's hurt. He's going to miss a little bit of time, I think. Evgeny Malkin's going to miss a little bit of time out on the pens. I don't, yeah, think I don't have him in either. Um, yeah, Crosby's supposed to be the first three weeks maybe, and Malkin could be a few months. I think they're going to be in too deep a hole. And as much as, like we talked about the Canadians, as long as they can tread water till Carey Price gets back, uh, they got Tristan Jerry. Yeah. So a little different. And I, I, I would imagine most people that watched hockey remembered his performance against the Islanders last year. Yeah. So, no, I don't have them in, unfortunately, because I love Sid, but sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's it's hard, to, again, to count out a team that has Sidney Crosby, but when your team yeah. is Sidney Crosby and you're not there and then if right. Denny Malkin and you're not there, it's, it's rough. Yep. Um, your New York Hockey Rangers. Oh, they, I uh, thought for sure you were going to use do them last. Go ahead, though. No, we're fucking – we're wheeling and dealing right now. They brought in Gerard Glant, Ryan Reeves, Barkley Drew, Sammy Blay. They lost Buchnevich, Johnson, and Brendan Smith. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, we're just going to talk Rangers now, like we talked Bruins earlier. Uh, eight years, 8.5 mil. I think that's a, that was a big game. ticket for him. It's a big ticket for him, but a guy he's put up 40 goals. If he can stay healthy, I think it's worth the contract, and it's also yeah. like a, hey, we want you thing, which is good. And he took a discount. If you look, if you look at Barkov made ten million dollars a year in Florida, no state tax. Now you're making eight point five million a year with state tax. I'm not saying he's as good as Barkov, but maybe a little bit of a comparable type player. And uh, I, I'm happy about that deal. I have the Rangers in, dude. Um, I just, I, 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 I caught the fucking belief, man. Ryan Reeves, Barkley, Adro, Sammy Blade. These guys have been great in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but fuck, man, they look good. Capo Caco called it. Looks unreal like he looks unreal he now he looks like a men playing with men and like they don't have a chance against him they played the islanders last game i did last night i didn't get a chance to catch it but my buddies were texting me saying like capo is manhandling these and they played against the islanders regular roster and they actually beat him in overtime philip Beadle had a hat trick capo had two assists a lot of Frenier had two assists this dryden hot kit had a, a couple assists so i think the rangers i think they make the playoffs as long as Shosturkin stays healthy and to me I have them as a wild card team. I don't think that they're going to openly just make the playoffs, but I don't know. Sammy blaze looks so fucking good too. And, and it's one of those things where you're feeling optimistic. I feel a lot better if that scumbag PK Subban didn't take out Ryan Reeves. I'll talk about that in my zero segment coming up, but uh, yeah, I, I have the Rangers make the playoffs. I have the Rangers in as well. I don't even have them as a wild card. I have them making uh, it. Um, I think the biggest move was the coaching change for them. Yeah. It, they changed the whole culture with that move. Gerard Gallant uh, is a, a competent coach. I mean, I'm 
Quinn's a good college coach. I just don't think he's ready for the NHL. Um, Gallant will play the young guys. He'll hold them accountable. Um, and I think that uh, besides the fourth line with uh, Blay and Revo, I think uh, Barkley Gaudreau is huge for that. Yeah, I already yeah. got the A on the sweater. I was going to say, yeah, he was wearing the A. My prediction's coming true already. Future captain, Barkley Gaudreau. That was kind of nuts. I wasn't expecting it to be that quick. But <laughs> all right, well, we both got the Rangers in the offs. I like yep. to on that. Yep. Um, Washington Capitals, 36-15-3. They didn't add anybody, but they lost Brendan Dillon. It looked like Ovechkin got hurt in preseason either yep. last night or the night before. Lower body. wasn't putting weight on his left leg. I think I have one more team to make the, t- the playoffs. I'm going to take the Caps, man. It's hard to bet against those guys. As long as Ovi comes back healthy, uh, it'll be nice to see how Anthony Mantha looks for a full year. Uh, and then on top of that, yeah, I mean, Tom Wilson's such a fucking asshole, but he's so good to have on your team, so it's like, fuck. And, uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have Washington in. Do you have Washington? No, I don't. They're uh, – wow. yeah. Fuck you, Disco, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I got to pick up for Hal, the hatred of Disco, our Caps writer. Love that. Uh, they're thin at the blue line, and then they lost Chara and Dylan. And the the D that they have, or finesse D, they don't have the guys that will stand a heavy forecheck and the physicality on the back end. And with Ovechkin, with the lower body injury, if that's significant, they're screwed. Yeah. And I think Tom Wilson, as much as he defends himself – there was an extra level of douchiness last year because he had Chara behind him. He doesn't have that now. I mean, so, that's a good point, too. I, I wonder if he's going to be acting the same. Yeah. Um, wow, you have them out. Okay. Yeah, don't want to have right. them in. I'm sure I'll get, we'll get text from Disco tomorrow morning being oh, like, yeah, fuck sure. you guys. <laughs> uh, New Jersey Devils, 1930 and 7. They uh, finished seventh and missed the playoffs. They added Dougie Hamilton, Thomas Tatar, Jonathan Bernier, and Ryan Graves. They lost Will Butcher. I don't think they make the playoffs, but I'll tell you what, man, like – they're getting closer instead of getting farther away. So as a Devils fan, you got to be happy That's about fair. that. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think oh, that they're anywhere near where they need to be, but Ty Smith, Sharon Govich, Kukinen, and Holtz, all young players. Jack Hughes, it'll be interesting to see how he plays this year. I love Ryan Graves. He was supposed to be a Ranger. That didn't work out. Um uh, I don't really like Dougie Hamilton, but he's a good hockey player. So I think Apparently Dougie no one does. He's on a different team every two years. I feel like they're trending in the right direction, but nope, not a playoff team for me. Well, Mackenzie Blackwood is still not getting vaxxed, right? Uh, shit, no. Actually, it just came out with a report that he said he might get vaccinated in the next two weeks. It had nothing to do with what happened for the preseason game, but it had to do with him talking to his family and friends. Right. And listen, it's his choice. Yeah. But if he's not vaxxed, he can't play in Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, no. And the fact that they're going to be down a defenseman when Revo kills PK when he gets a hold of him. Yeah. So that's all coming. I don't have them in either. No. All right. And then we have the Philadelphia Flyers. They added Ryan Ellis, Cam Atkinson, Rasmus Ristolainen, Keith Yandel, Derek Broussard, and Martin Jones. They lost Voracek, Gosh Spirit, Nolan Patrick, and Brian Elliott. To me, again, like the Devils, I think they're trending in the right direction. But like Carter Hart, I've heard so much shit about how this kid's supposed to be so nasty and he was really good at first and now he wasn't good. And there's just, there's a lot of question marks for me. This is a team like I don't have them making the playoffs, but if they did make the playoffs and the Rangers didn't make the playoffs, it'd be a team that I'd be like, I I wouldn't mind seeing Philly win a little bit. Like I like Claude Giroux. I think he's been great. Like the only thing he's really missing in Philadelphia is like, is a cop. Um, Kevin Hayes, former Ranger what what happened with his brother was fucking shitty. 
But I mean that that would be kind of cool to see them go on a fucking run. And he has Keith Handel there. They're all Boston boys. Like yep. that. I don't know. Like that could be kind of a cool thing to watch. And I mean, they brought in Derek Broussard. Not really going to move the needle for you, but for me, he was a great piece for the Rangers. For well, they brought in Cam Atkinson. Don't forget Atkinson. Cam Atkinson, who's really good. Ryan Ellis is a great defenseman. Yep. Rasmus Ristolainen is going to be kind of a show me. Yeah. Kind of a polarizing figure in a sense where a lot of people think he's really good and a lot of people think he's really bad. So hopefully we'll be able to find that out this year. So uh, what do you have on the Flyers? Uh, they also added Nate Thompson, which is another depth forward, which, okay, which makes a difference. Uh, just like we talked about, it, with all these young goalies, it comes down to the goalie. Yeah. If Carter Hart can return to form, then they have a chance. If he's not, they don't. And like you were saying, it's good for the NHL for the Bruins to be in the playoffs. I feel it's equally good for the Flyers to be in the playoffs. I, I know they're not an original six, but they're you know the blood and guts seven. Yeah, and they're yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and so I think it's good. Um, but the other thing with Hayes, uh, he's gonna miss six to eight weeks. He had abdominal surgery, so yeah. if that gets any type of setback, uh, you know, I yeah, I, I would have loved to have the Flyers in because I do love Giroux the way he plays. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have the Flyers in. No, I think we have. One more, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think we can both agree they're not going to make the playoffs. No. I don't think they are particularly trending in the right direction either. No. Uh, nice to see Voracek go back to Columbus where he was drafted. I, I always thought it was funny when Derek Dorsey got married, Voracek was in his wedding party, and I always thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yes. what the fuck? But they played together in Columbus. Uh, Adam Boquist supposed to be a pretty good defenseman. He came over in that Seth Jones deal, but – um. Did you see that goal line I had the other night where he just went end to end, just fucking? He went like three, four out. guys at the blue line, right, or three guys at the blue line. He is such like, oh man, when he wants it, he's dominant. So here's my thought on. Well, I don't have Columbus making it in, but I think a uh, like a low key thing with Voracek coming back over. I think guys like uh, Patrick Line and Max Domi, who are notoriously hype players who don't live up to their hype. I think Voracek, it's going to be a shitter get off the pot kind of moment. Um, the Bruins years ago, I know everyone loves it when I relate everything to the Bruins, but years ago, uh, Lucic, as good a player as he was, he would coast when it was him, Horton, and Krejci as the line. And then when Horton left, when Aginla came in, Aginla is like full out every shift, no gliding. I don't think he even knows he can glide. And Lucic on shifts – he was skating so hard because Iggy was on the other side, future Hall of Famer. And I wonder if that same kind of effect will happen with Domi and Patrick Liney. If it does, then they could surprise some people. I still don't have them in the playoffs. And the other thing to take into account, if these guys got tired of torts, which seems to be the way it works with Tortorella, yeah. is they could have a bounce back just having that feeling lighter in the room. Right. So I think I think they're trending maybe in the right direction, but I don't have them in the playoffs this year. I like that you mentioned Vorchek because to me he's one of the more underrated players like of his generation. I think. Oh, he's great. I love Vorchek. The way he played, man, he was like he wasn't. It was almost like, and obviously you would rather take Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, but it almost seemed like it was Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and then it was Claude Drew and Jacob Vorchek, and like. Voracek, he was a bull, dude. He goes to the net. He sticks up for teammates. He, he reminds me a lot of the way Malkin plays. But I mean, Malkin, to me, probably has a lot more talent, I would think, in terms of just being able to like do one-on-one -on -one highlight real-type goals. But just big men that, you know, it's hard to get off the puck, and if you piss them off, they're not, not afraid to fucking fight back. And I've loved the well, way Voracek's played. And I, you know what, dude? I, I hope guys like Line A 
and like fucking next dome, you look at a guy like Voracek, who's he's been in the league forever. He plays the game the right fucking way, and he likes yep. going to the net. If they can fucking add that to their game consistently, fuck. I think he's more Voracek to me. The where he differs from me with Malkin, I feel like when Malkin gets mad, he is like uh, Kucherov. He'll do you the chop on the back of the leg, the slash behind the play. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if uh, I don't want to keep picking phones, but like Crosby or uh, or Taze get mad, they're going to go right at you. And I feel like Voracek will do that. Yeah. And maybe yeah. Crosby's not the best example, but Claude Giroux is, you know, that kind of player. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. To me, I just, and it sucks because you always want to root for that underdog. And to me, like the NHL's yeah. underdog is always going to be Columbus just because they're always kind of tough and they've never really, I mean, they had Gabrick and like Rick Nash, but other than that, like they've never had like a whole slew of elite players there. So hey, Sean Corrales there now he'll, he'll show them what's up. Dublin, it. Ohio boy playing for the hometown team. So I had, who did I have? I had Toronto, Florida, yep. Tampa, New York, New York, Washington, Carolina, and Boston. Yes. So I have the Rangers. Was one of your wild cards? You yep. Said. And the other wild card team, I'm going to do the Bruins. Oh, fuck you. I am. I, I, it depends on goaltending, man. No, that's fair. Because I think goaltending is going to struggle at the beginning of the year, and I think you see Tuka Rask back sooner than you'd think. Well, I have Florida, Tampa, Boston, Carolina, the Rangers and the Islanders in the playoffs. And my uh, my two wild cards are Toronto and Montreal. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll fucking we'll see what happens. What you have that written down? Okay. We'll we'll send that to Kent and see if we can get a fucking graphic up of that. But that was you're our ready to get roasted by everybody. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to be called names online. It's gonna be sick. That that's our 2021-22 NHL preview. Uh, I'm trying to think. We have like one NHL in the news story. We well, well we have two. Uh, the first one. McPhee said that the Golden Knights purposely stopped communicating with Marc-Andre Fleury and allowed him to learn about the trade on Twitter after Alan Walsh started trying to sabotage the trade by telling teams he might retire. So there's a little bit of backstory. Remember, everybody was pissed off that Fleury found out online. Ugh, I just don't know. It sucks because I'm sure Marc-Andre Fleury is a great guy and like you shouldn't be treated like that. But when your agent's like that, I can understand why. But I also understand why the agent's acting like that. He's acting in the best interest of his fucking client. So I... Uh, I don't know. What do you have on this? I'm not surprised. That makes a lot more sense now. Well, I've heard, I've heard, uh, is, is it Alan Walsh? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. yeah. I've heard his, I've heard him on interviews, I think on Spitting Chicklets, and seems like a really rational guy. And like you said, he's doing what, what is best for his clients. And even Robin Leonard has said, look, I don't blame him. He's doing what's right. Yeah. And I, I just think it's, it, it seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect between the uh, front office and the the coach and the players and i don't know where that gap is if it's the gm to the coach or the coach to the players but somewhere there's like a a break in the line of communication and you know i mean the only way you're going to make that better you know is to shine a light on it and and make it open and two-way communication and if that's the thing that derails vegas i mean that would be a shame yeah yeah, no, I, I agree. I, to me, it just makes a lot more sense now that that's out in the open. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then you wanted – well, we both wanted to touch on this. Billy Guerin, when asked about Matt Boldy, uh, he had to, he had an image on his ankle and determined whether he asked to get surgery. Guerin says it's going to be up to him. We can recommend both or one or other, but he's going to decide what to do. I think this is we, – we actually wrote down the same thing. Put your nuts on the table, Buffalo, trade Eichel, kind of a yeah. thing. Like it, Almost like this is how real organizations ran. 
Yeah. Billy Garen. Billy Garen is just a beautiful fucking human being. I think he's great. I, I He doesn't make a misstep. You know, even like when the I have a buddy who lives in Boston here who still has season tickets to the Pens and he goes home for games. He told me the story when you remember when Matt Cook was running around just crucifying yeah. people like he was the, the previous Tom Wilson before Tom Wilson. He, um, I hate Tom Wilson. Matt Cook was on a whole nother level. Of yeah, agreed. Like, agreed. Yeah. Dumb shit. Yeah. Mark Savard, Eric Carlson. Like yeah. that's a Savard hit, man. Well, Savard had to live in a dark room for like a year. Yeah. He's just now getting back to normal. Um, but it, the story was that uh, Billy Guerin showed up at Matt Cook's uh, apartment or house and knocked on the door and Cook opened the door and he was like, cut the shit. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I bet. And he's like, cut the shit i don't yeah. and, he, and he like basically was like if you don't it's going to be a world of hurt kind of like a kind of threat maybe as much as you're going to threaten a teammate i was a know. veteran fucking wheeling in a fucking wild card is what that was you love to see that shit well i don't know if it's true i hope it's true and if i ever meet billy garen i'm not going to ask him because i would like that story to be true so much that i don't want to get disproven yeah. But that just speaks to the kind of guy Billy Garen is. And that's the kind of guy you want running an organization. He knows how to do things the right way. And it's like we talked about it before. It is ridiculous what's going on with Eichel. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So it, yeah. it sucks that every week we got to talk about it. I can't wait until we talk about the week that he's on a different team. And then the next week we don't talk about it anymore. Right, right, right. That'll be nice. Uh, and then one other thing shout out to Zach Cassian. Hope he's okay. He got a fight the other night, hit his head on the ice. Very scary. Uh, I didn't really get to go on hockey Twitter because I figured people were going to be pissed off about fighting in the NHL, but freak accident. You hate to see it. Um, I hope, I hope he's fine. Zach Cassian guy's a fucking warrior, so I'm sure he'll be all right. Uh, do you have any other Bruins things you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, I was just going to say that, uh, we talked about last week with, uh, on the second line, but, uh, Charlie Coyle has come back and according to all reports from Cassidy, from, uh, Sweeney is that he looks fluid and basically was skating last year on one leg, according to all reports. So if Coyle can come back, uh, Stadnika can actually doesn't have to clear waivers to go down. So I don't know. It, I, I want to see Stadnika, but if he can slot in on the third here and there and they can keep him down, then, you know, hey, let's go with Coyle on the second line. Uh, the nice thing about Coyle is with his puck possession and Craig Smith shooting at everything that moves. <laughs> Taylor Hall wants carries the puck on a stick and he drives the play as a winger. So it yeah. could really work out for them. Yeah. Um, no, A plus B equals C. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the only other thing was that um, Trent Frederick was quiet in the last game versus the caps, which Cassidy called him out. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Trent Frederick come shooting out like a cannon for the first game, especially because the Bruins have a week until their first game. They don't play till Saturday. No way. That's yeah. Their first game Saturday, I believe, unless I'm hundred percent wrong, but which is possible. Um, but he had a quiet game. And then the other, the last thing I had was that uh, Chris Wagner and John Moore uh, both cleared waivers, which I was a little bit surprised, not with Moore because of his contract, but I was surprised at Wags because uh, for 1.5, he's a good role player. And he's tough and he kills penalties, but they, uh, they both cleared waivers. And as Cassie said, there's quote better players in front of them. So basically try harder, you know, yeah. um, it was just surprising with Wagner because Curtis Lazar is week to week with an upper body injury. So it'd be interesting to have interesting to see what happens, but basically the, 
like we talked about, as, as long as the goalies are good, the Bruins' big issue is like the sixth defenseman and who's the second and third center, right. which is not the end of the world, you know? No. Okay. We have that first line that can score at will. The so erection makes line. you feel a little bit. Uh, it makes yeah. you feel a little bit better. Yep. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of beer league talk. I played in that tournament, man. So got there. You had to check in at nine. The first game started at ten. I didn't get home until nine o'clock the next morning. And let me tell you what, it was a blast. I had the most fun. Shout out to everybody who was a part of that. It was incredible. Um, it was a really good time. I'm old now, and this is how I know it is because back then. Back, I don't know, a couple of years ago, this would have been nothing. By about four o'clock, I was hurting. I was hurting bad. Uh, I slid into the boards, hurt my back, got a puck to the face. That sucked. But it was great. Like, just a bunch of really cool hockey guys, just guys and girls, just out there fucking playing the game that we love. They had music going, Miracle. They had trivia. I won a free sign stick by the 2019 20 Preds, which was really sick. Uh, it was a great time. Our, I think our beer league starts next Sunday. I think our game's at like a fucking 11 o'clock or some shit, which is going to be brutal. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I had a pretty good time playing there, and I'll definitely do it again. And maybe next time I'll bring the uh, the computer and we'll do like a live podcast or something. But, oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm got to send out some emails. So I'm trying to get connected within the hockey community in Nashville, whether it be with the Preds or, you know, like the growing of the youth hockey or whatever. I was talking to one guy that need coaches. So who's something. The, like, who's the minor league team for the Predators? Oh boy, I don't even know that answer. Oh, that because that, that might be your in if they're local. I would assume they're somewhere nearby. Yeah, I something that I could totally look at. But everybody seemed very helpful and were like, "Yes, yeah, so shoot us an email. Shoot us an email." I met the guy who runs the Morning Bagger, so we might have like a fucking uh, a co podcast at some oh, nice. point, which would be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Good time. You didn't play beer league this week, did you? No, I went up to Vermont with the wife's family Wednesday, missed a game. Uh, we are back Wednesday, and then the other two teams are starting within the next week and a half. I got the green light to play a B team, a C team, and a D team is what yeah. I'm doing this year. And you were joking about how you're old. Dude, you should see my what I the straps and ratchets and tape I have to put my body together with, the Tiger Bomb and CBD. He was walking into the rink, one giant ace bandage. Oh, basically, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, you know the age of your team by the amount of Velcro you hear before the game of people putting on all kinds of straps. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, love, I love beer league, man. Oh, it's, it's the, the best. best. And that'll be starting up soon. I'm sure we're going to get some fucking pretty funny stories. But, oh, yeah. Uh, let's get into our next segment, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros of the Week. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Okay, Heroes and Zeros of the Week. Uh, we'll do, both do our hero, and then I think we have the same zero, so we'll just kind of get into that. My Hero of the Week goes a fifth and Broadway. It's this place in Nashville. It's downtown, and they put out something where it's like, tag three friends, and you could win the opening, uh, opening night tickets, and I got tagged in, so... Tagged a couple of buddies, shared it on my story, and don't you know, I won tickets to the home opener against the Seattle Kraken. I was pissed. It's the Kraken's second game. I literally missed off, missed the Seattle Kraken's first game ever by one fucking game. They're playing in Vegas a couple nights before. Uh, but, uh, be the first, fun. first game east of the Mississippi. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to tell my grandkids that. Um, <laughs> but I think that'll be pretty cool. I've never been to like a, have you ever been to a home opener? Uh, yeah, for the for the Bruins, I have. Yeah. How now? 
to me, it's kind of like a completely different atmosphere. I've seen a regular season game. I've seen a playoff game. I feel like the home opener is cool because I do all those intros and shit, and everybody's like really jacked up. I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be a lot. Everybody's hyped. The arena's clean. The All the vendors are still – I mean, it's Nashville, so it's going to be a different experience than you get in Boston anyways because you're not going to have the salty New England guy who's been working there for 50 years right. and looks at you when you give him a dollar tip, and he's like, fuck off. You know, it's going to be a whole different vibe. Uh it's the it's the it's like opening day for baseball. Everybody's, you know, everybody's in first place. No one's lost, you know, yeah. it's all good roads ahead. So it should be a blast. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be pretty good. So shout out to Fifth and Broadway for the free tickets. I Did you learn the chance yet? Uh yes, a little bit. I don't know the second one, but I figured out the first one. All right, fair enough. Uh what what do you uh what what's your hero of the week? Well, my hero was gonna be Billy Garen, and I'm gonna change it on the fly because you said the fifth and Broadway place just made me realize. So we were up in Woodstock, Vermont, and uh I'm gonna reach out to these people for an ad basically because I'm gonna give them an ad right now. Uh there's a restaurant up there called Worthy Kitchen, dude. It is the best elevated farm to table bar food you've ever had in your life. Okay. Honestly. Uh we were up there. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We left. So we had three nights, four days. And I think I ate four meals from there. No shit. Oh, dude, it's so good. It is so good. Beer's on tap. And I'm not a snobby beer guy by any means. But the beer's on tap or lights out. Everyone's friendly. Lines out the door. Just a fantastic place. So That's good to know. Man. When I'm home, place. Vermont's just like a fucking rock throw away. So maybe I have to check it out. Oh, dude, I'll meet you up there. Hell yeah. Maybe, yeah. We, go for, we, could, we could treat ourselves to a dinner. That'd be kind of, that'd be nice. Uh, our zero of the week, PK Subban, uh, what he did to Agreed. Ryan Reeves. Uh, let me break it down to you. A lot of Devils fans are probably not going to like my breakdown, but this is what happened. They went into the corner. It, it, it wasn't like a vicious slew foot, but it was definitely a slew foot. Caught the back of his skate. Reeves went down. It literally looked like he broke his leg in half. All signs part to day to day. You never can really trust a hockey team, but I'm hoping he's okay. Um, but what happened afterwards is why I think PK's the zeros. Let me explain this to you. This happens. They go to commercial break. They come back and you see Chris Kreider yelling at PK Subban. So what I'm assuming is they saw the replay over break up on the Jumbotron. Kreider's giving it to Subban, whatever. They go to the locker room. He must have watched the replay again because second period, dropped the puck. Kreider skated right at him, dropped the gloves, and just grabbed him and started ragdolling him. PK didn't do a fucking thing. Somehow he PK got a penalty for that, which – didn't make any sense. They go to the box, whatever. Wait, PK got a penalty for that? Yeah, he got a penalty during that. Well, that's the refs being like, you should have fought. Probably. Yeah. Um, so it goes on, and like Ryan, like it was kind of nice to see the Rangers go after PK because it was it was the exact opposite of what happened with the Panarin last year. Ryan Strom took a run at him, took a high sticking call. Everybody was going after PK. And then uh, before that Chris Kreider thing happened, they showed PK go up to the refs before the start of the second period and having like an animated conversation with the refs. So to me, it kind of looked like he went to the refs and was crying about how he was being treated by Kreider the period before whatever. Third period starts. Kreider has his back turned. PK drops his gloves and like tries to fight him. And Kreider's like, what the fuck? And they just tackle each other and go to the ice. To me, just absolutely gutless. And it sucks because I do think PK is good for the game. Like he's very well-spoken. Like he, he, he's calculated in what he says. Like, I think when he ends up becoming a broadcaster, and I'm saying this, I think he signed a deal with ESPN already. Oh, um, really? He'll, he'll be good, but absolute chicken shit stuff. I hate seeing it. I saw it that way. And I know I'm a Rangers fan, but it, it to me, it looked like a fucking slufa. Like that's hundred percent what it looked like. What, as a Bruins fan, what'd you see? And this might, you're probably biased too. Cause PK and, and Montreal and shit. Well, 
I will I will say this is that I follow PK on social media. I, what he's done for charity work up in Montreal. Unbelievable. Guy's a great guy. Um, by all accounts, he's a world class person. Uh, but here's the thing: if it was me and Reeves going into the corner, and I'm trying to jostle with him, it would make sense that my foot came up. Yeah. Right. PK's arguably one of the best skaters in the league. Yeah. There's no way his foot didn't come up unless it was on purpose. It was a slew foot. Yeah. And the fact that, look, all right, you slew foot, it's Reeves, he goes down, you're like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Right? Yeah. So I understand that. But you fight Chris Kreider. You fight whoever they send at you because uh, it's going to be worse that he didn't because Revo's going to get but some That's point. the code, right, dude? Yeah. Like, And you saw it last year with Felino and Perry, like whether or not you thought Perry hit Tavares in the head. We talked about this last week. Like they dropped the gloves because that, like who, that's what who you on fucking the devils, do. Who on the Devils is going to step in for him? Kyle Palmieri? Not on the Devils anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but so who? <laughs> I I I don't know, man. It was. It just kind of blew my mind. They had Mason Geertsen, who was on the Rangers, but got picked up by the Devils, who's like an AHL fighter. So they had a fighter there. But, like, dude, you have to just kind of take your fucking licks, man. Get in a, get in a quick fight. Hug him if, if you can. Try to get a couple, Hug him. Try to get a couple punches and follow the ice. Exactly. No, I mean, it's almost like when, uh, when like, in a Godzilla movie, when they shoot like Godzilla with a machine gun and he turns around or King Kong and he turns around and they're like, fuck, what did I just do? And that's basically what he's, what PK has done with Revo. I mean, look, Ryan Reeves, I I really, I like Ryan Reeves a lot. I I like the way he plays. I think he's great for the game. He's very outspoken. He seems like a great guy on interviews and he always has his teammates back. It'd be one thing if PK had a long history, like he does with Marshawn. And he did something like this, and you're like, "Oh, all right, this was just a dumb, stupid penalty, and you got to answer for it." Am I? I don't think he meant to hurt him, but you can't. No, tell no, that's no, what no. That was. I don't think he did either. But if you, all right, you don't mean to hurt him, then why are you slew footing people? No, hundred percent. The, the most dangerous play in hockey. Yeah. No, and yeah. he said he tried going in the corner and to keep himself big. I, I just didn't make sense to me, and like I don't know, we got shit for it on social media, but to me, chicken shit. But agreed. That's what matching I got. zeros. Yeah. Uh, and that's when you know you're a zero. So we're going to go to our three stars of the week. Last segment, here we go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. Brownie's back with another three stars. I love seeing this. You want to introduce it? So because I was just up in Vermont, we were talking about three stars, and I said, what would be the three places that you could live that you've never lived previously? So, like... I lived in Florida, so I can't. Well, I guess I could say different parts of Florida, but I live down the Keys, so I can't say the Keys because I live. So basically, it's like either where you've been on vacation and you loved it, which is how I got in the Keys anyways. I went on vacation and stayed or a place that you've always wanted to go. And you're just going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go live there for a year and try it. And again, like we talked about last week with the Olympic training. This is you have a job and, you know, you're not, you know, so it's it's an easy move. (laughs) Right. Okay. So my third star of the week, I'm going to go with North Carolina. Ooh. I picked North Carolina just because I feel like you still get enough Southern type of atmosphere, but I'm not going to be sweating like a pig every day. Like I am in Asheville. I think it'd be kind of nice. You have the ocean there, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's say the yeah. ocean's there. <laughs> let's say yeah, it's cool. there. 
And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Plus you got Tar Heels. I feel like it's kind of, for some reason, I just think North Carolina is like a clean state. I don't know why. A- Asheville, North Carolina is one of the nicest spots on, on the East Coast. That's where I'm going. Asheville, North Carolina. That's my it's third up in spot. The, up in the Blue Mountains, I think. It's like this hippie enclave. It's nice little artist community. It's awesome up there. My answer, check it out. I actually, somebody told me, I was trying to figure out different places like go camping or like get an Airbnb. And I don't think that Asheville is that far from here. Somebody like mentioned that. There you go. So something to think about. What, what's your third star? So my third star is Midcoast, Maine, right? Maine, so okay. Like a little good. All right. So my wife loves like her perfect, perfect like vacation is to go like to the British Virgin Islands and lay on a beach for 10 hours a day. And I would want to poke myself in the eye with a sharp shell. Yeah. I just can't. It's just I can't do it. Um, The Rocky, the Rocky Coast of Maine, Midcoast, Maine. We're talking like uh, Brunswick up. Yeah. Uh, it's about three to four hours from here. Rocky coastline, little cottages, real just like down home Mainers. Don't want to be bothered. Oh yeah, give me that. I don't want to <laughs> be a fucking person on my vacation. It's like mountain men, but New England. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. All right, I, I can see that coming for you. I'm sure Hal's probably gonna end up living there at some point. Yeah. Life. <laughs> Uh, my second star, I don't have an exact uh, place in this state, but I feel like Montana would be really cool. Uh, a lot of farmland, a lot of fucking like really, really beautiful, like type, I don't know, like skies and shit, dude, if I'm really getting into the whole nature vibe. But I would love to ride a horse in Montana and feel like a like cowboy, dude. So I, I'm going to go Montana too. I don't even know anybody who's really ever even been there. So Yeah, same. I think they have a huge rodeo. Is it Montana? See, that'd be sick, dude. Maybe I could be the clown. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Montana's no, that's a nice one. That's a good one. My number two. All right. My number two is so I gotta I gotta uh paint the picture here. Montana. So I'm a southern I like the the vibe in Southern California, except I don't like the the LA like striving to get ahead, the you know, who do you know, what party you're at. I like more the Long Beach vibe. Okay. Like Long Beach, Venice Beach, surf scene, maybe some, you know, shady guys you grew up with, the drug dealers that you grew up and went to high school with or in and out of jail, little <laughs> little Snoop Dogg, Long Beach area. I think I could I think I could do very well there. I think that'd be my vibe. I uh I one actually... wheel. I'd be on my one wheel every day. <laughs> one wheel. Probably like eight years ago, I would uh, I was asked to be an assistant coach on the Long Beach State Club hockey team. Oh, why didn't and you? I? I don't know. I just I guess I never thought I was going to leave home, so I was like, nah. Yeah. Like, just yeah. it didn't seem like it was in the cards. So, but oh, no, from sweet, all accounts, I've heard it's beautiful there. Uh, Fever Boy Rex, uh, he lives in San Diego. It's fucking awesome there, dude. It's yeah. it's top notch. Uh, my number one star, and I don't think that this is really all that unrealistic, Lake Placid. Like, I would Whoa. fucking love to have a nice little house in Lake Placid. We go up there as much as I possibly can. They have sick hockey tournaments. You really get the winter, like, festival. Like, you can do, like, dog sledding and shit. There's there's mountains to hike. Uh, and I don't know. It just seems like kind of salt-of-the-earth people. Like, Lake Placid's a little bit more touristy, so maybe, like, a Saranac Lake where you're not that far from there. But nice. that would be my number one. Get a nice little cabin or some shit with some land and just fucking live it out. Nice. Uh, my number one star, West Coast of Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been to Australia. I haven't been to the West Coast, but I know a lot of people from the West Coast in my travels. It's a surf vibe again, but with a lot more 
of the outdoors versus the city. You know, like like Southern California is a lot of city. Uh, they got Ayers Rock. You got the the formations on the beaches. It's uh, like a Melbourne area, a little bit okay. north of there. Yeah, that's that'd be my my jam. Out on Australia because of the snakes and the spiders. But if they didn't have snakes and spiders, I'd be all there. Dude, they, they, the snakes and spiders. I mean, kangaroos can kill you. There's yeah, I'm okay with the kangaroo, continue. man. The snakes and the spiders, there's something about them. And from what I heard, like, you know, in the Northeast, actually probably anywhere in the United States, like you hit deer with your car and shit. Mm-hmm. I guess in Australia, it's like kangaroos. So when we were there, I spent two weeks on a sheep farm in the middle of the outback in Queens. Uh, new. Ah, crap. I can't think of, remember where it was. But it was a sheep farm. And the lady at the farm took in orphan joeys. Who's like if the mom got hit by a car and the Joey's in the pouch and was protected, so she'd have these like little kangaroos and she would raise them and then release them. And they had like thirty thousand acres on this sheep farm. It was crazy. And uh, the thing about kangaroos, right, is there's a certain distance you can get to wild kangaroos before they hop away. And there are these kangaroos called uh, red kangaroos, and they can be like six to eight feet tall. They're massive and they're jacked. And you're like hiking and you see them because you can hear them jumping. But you walk and you get to that distance and you're like, I'm kind of close to this giant fucking wild animal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they can be nasty. They lean back on their tail and they like if a dog jumps at them, they lean back on their tail and their claws rip the dog wide open. No and shit. here's the craziest thing that fucking Australia, that uh, kangaroos do. They will take a dog, grab it around the throat and drag it into water and hold it underwater till it fucking drowns. No shit. Kangaroos are low-key fucking savages. Yeah. I remember seeing that one video. You remember a couple of years ago it went viral where like a kangaroo had a dog in like a chokehold and the owner came out the and like, literally out. like squared up yeah. with a fucking kangaroo. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. Australia's no joke. But they have this one animal. It's like called a quokin or a quokin or something like that. But it, it looks like it walks up to people asking for food. It's got a smiley face. I will send you a picture when we hang up from this. <laughs> if you're actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll look it up right now. It's 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 like a cartoon. It's like a Muppet. And they're wild. And it's and it's in Australia. And it's uh quoka. Yeah, Q U O K K A. Quoka, can you see that picture of that thing? Oh, yeah, look at the cute little fucking thing, yeah. And they walk around happy, and people they're like giant, like they're they're like giant guinea pigs, I guess. I don't know, but they're on the west coast. I didn't get to see them when I was there. No, shit. I didn't even know that existed. Neither did I, a quoka, if you will. Quoka. But uh, that is our NHL season preview. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Brownie, do you have anything else for the fans at home? Well, you know what? I do, actually, and we didn't discuss this, but I uh, I was getting some grief from some buddies that listened to the podcast uh, because I was just like, at the end, I was like, see ya. And I feel like I need to, I, I, I'm like workshopping some sign-offs. Okay. So I, I feel like I need to have someone, something. Uh, there was this old guy, uh, Jimmy Durante. You ever hear of him? No idea. All right. Old, like, black and white actor before my time. He had this huge nose. At the end of every one of his... I don't know if it was a TV show or a movie, he would go, he had this like ha cha cha kind of voice. That was his voice. Okay. And at the end of his things, he would go, Good night, Mrs. Oh, is it is either Mr. or Mr.? He would go, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. And that was like his sign off. Okay. Like an Elvis has left the building type thing. Okay. So I'm workshopping, and the one I've come up with is I'm gonna say, uh, 
Good night to everybody. See you next week. And no matter where you are, Iggy, God bless. I love that. A little sign off to Jerome McGinley. All right. There it is. Well, hey, God bless you. God bless you all. Thank you guys for listening to the pod. We will talk to you guys next week. We're going to be talking real hockey. So get jazzed up. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in.